Power Hour, Peak Performance, and Past Our Prime on this episode of Get Carded. Welcome back to another episode of Get Carded. I was just thinking about the fact that we're at number, did you say 13? Lucky number 13. Because Joe literally asked that question before we started about six or seven times. Short-term memory is just gone. Gone. You're gone. like Dory. Who? Finding Nemo? 137 Wallaby Lane. Yeah, I knew <laughs> who it was. <laughs> this kid thinks he's the smartest kid now. He's like super responsive. Listen, super responsive is a characteristic of a superhero. Do you guys have a favorite superhero? Because I do. But yep. I don't want to name them just yet. Because I also have a superhero of partying. Mm-hmm. So recently we just went to Mexico, celebrated a friend's 40th anniversary. Holy smokes, I did not celebrate <laughs> Many of my friends' 40th anniversary, yeah. they would be older. 70 years old. It could be 60. 60, yeah. From Kentucky. My folks just had their 50th. All right, well, they're not, are they 70? Yeah. 70. They were. Yeah, 75. <laughs> wow. So, so super, super hero of partying. Tucker Max. Uh, uh, real life person. Okay. Uh, in Mexico. So here's, here's the start of the journey. So. We wake up early. I don't even remember what time the flight was, but it was too early to start drinking. But of course we did. We went into the club that you go into for the airline that we flew on, and I think we ate something. I'm not entirely sure, but definitely had a Bloody Mary that was not finished, and then another drink because I didn't finish the Bloody Mary, so that's obviously the right thing to do. This already sounds like a mess. And then we got on the plane and had, had, had two or three drinks, and... My lady was sitting with me and uh, ended up obviously trading chairs or seats. Um, and, and I glanced over at her friend who looked at me and gave the like cutoff. Like, this is not good. It's not going well. And by this time, um, I, th- I think we may have been on the descent. So that's, th- that's better than being on the ascent and, and getting that getting that piece of silence. So language. at this point, have you already kind of like laid out your turbulence pattern on the flight path? <laughs> yeah. The whole thing, turbulence forecast, flight aware. Yeah. I did the whole thing. No Xanax. flying drinks. Actually, I did not do a Xanax okay. because I knew I would be drinking and you're not supposed to mix those two, but you can, you can, I think it's illegal. So we would never promote it. <laughs> and it's, I don't actually, I don't think it's illegal, but it's just very, very dangerous. Yep. So we definitely would not promote it. Have I done it before? Maybe, but Definitely not something that you should do. Anyways, on the on the way down, you, you land in Mexico, and you, you learn a couple of things being in Mexico a few times, that the people who offer you drinks are are not just being nice when you get off the plane. It's not like it's not like Hawaii where you, where you get a lay and they welcome you. It's like they give you a really gross margarita and then try to sell you a timeshare. So you get, you get past that. Is that after you've gone through the little tunnel to, with all the people on either side of you uh, trying to offer you a ride? Quite frankly, I don't remember okay. that part of it. But when we got to the place where you get on your shuttles, we found our shuttle in relatively short order. <laughs> this is how you know you're in a different country. The place where all the shuttles are has a bar. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can get margaritas. <laughs> Uh, so, of course, we got a margarita there. The guy driving us to the resort had a cooler ready. Like, they know yeah, what they're doing. Yeah, they know doing. what you're there for. So, so we get to the resort. I think we pretended we were going to eat. Then we did not. We got checked in, did the whole thing there, and then we got uh, into the pool. So, this resort's like three miles long. It's called El Dorado. It's in Riviera Maya. It's just a huge, huge resort. It's got, I think, like 20 buildings, 18 pool bars. 18. So you can walk and mm-hmm. go in different pools, right? Um, <clears throat> so by the time it was 2 o'clock, the point of this is the 40th birthday patron, the superhero, was crashing. Crashing in the sense how, you know when you look at someone and one eye is look They don't have a lazy eye, but, but both of their eyes are looking in opposite directions. It was there, and we knew that he was going down. And we knew, you know, first night, we gotta, we're just gonna, we're just gonna lay him down. He's gonna be ready for tomorrow. Good to go. So, it's about noon when this happens. Maybe a little bit after. But Jeez, might have been fifteen or thirty drinks in, something like that. All, all of us. That's a range. It's a, it's a, it's a range. So, we get going. We enjoy the rest of the day. I think most of us had something to eat, and then, and then. We end up going to this um, uh, th- this place where all the entertainment is. It's in the central facility, and we're like, "Oh, you know what? Tomorrow, we gotta we gotta make sure to help help this guy. We're gonna feed him early." And there's no like planning around this kind of superhero, right? You're just gonna you're just gonna experience it. And all of a sudden, he's there at the end of the bar, like just bellied up. Where have you guys been? <laughs> I've been waiting. The party's been happening. And and he's ready to go. His eyes are straight. Yeah, everything's good. I don't know it's what like happened. It's like it didn't happen. It's like it didn't happen. It's like it's like for a moment the booze met the blood alcohol stuff and it was like, nope. You know that happened for it. me once at a Buffett concert, but I, I somebody ran an IV for me. I think that's the way to do it. So yep. maybe he had a maybe he had a service in Cancun that just brought him an yep. IV. I don't I don't know. It was more of like a Clark Kent moment. He might have just went to his room, got in the phone booth, and came back, and we were ready to go. That's MVP caliber. It is MVP V M M V B M V V. Yep. Caliber, right? I feel like I used to be pretty good at that, being able to go the whole day. And now it's different. What's worse is the recovery period. It takes days. Days? Yeah. Shit. Week? It can. Good week, yeah. It could be a good week. If you really go hard, it could. It feels like it could take a week. Is water. that what I have to look forward to? Just keep drinking water. Yeah, but that's the thing about you, Connor, is you don't have that just yet. You can, you can do that, and then maybe by noon, you're good. And I think we have a mutual friend that pound for pound can go pretty good and wake up the next day and be functional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's an age where that becomes like there is a harder. Yeah. I, I, I think it, it, it acts like sports, right? Mm-hmm. Where you get to a point where you it starts summit. to. Yeah. You, you hit your summit, right? You get the to the apex. Top. Yeah. Right. The and point, then it's a point of diminishing return. <laughs> so for drinking where is that what do you think the age is 
well, if we go by your superhero, it's some somewhere after forty, but it's no right at around I don't know early thirties. I mean, a lot no. of this is accompanied by, you know, where you're going. I'd say twenty eight to thirty. Like, I think so. That's when I started to. But what else was going on in your life too, right? I mean, you're you're starting to have like you know things like full time job, maybe some kids, Children. maybe a relationship where maybe frowned upon that you know you could you have six day stamina stamina <laughs> she would like me to have six day stamina <laughs> Dr- drinking stamina anyways yeah and so you know if you're out of practice it's hard to get into it too but then there's the natural That's part true. where you're slowing down just it doesn't matter but even so so just taking the average person mm-hmm. i think you're i think you're on to it though early 30s late 20s it, it happens where you start to feel it, where you're like, wow, I felt like this yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. There might be one or two memes out there that uh, make mention of this uh, <laughs> phenomenon, yeah. But just, it's... Just um, heavily invest in Pedialyte, so... Mm-hmm. If Pedialyte, if you're looking for an extra, you know... So some people say greasy food, some people... Yeah. Like, like for me, it's just sleep. It's like, if I go hard, like if I sleep till like 11, I can usually wake up and be pretty good. And I Mexican get this air thing, conditioning. I get this thing, anxiety. Have you heard of this? Mm. So, it. Is so, it where you think you're dying from a hangover? Yeah. Well, not <laughs> dying from a hangover, but you definitely feel like you get out of breath easier. You notice, like, yeah. Anxiety. It's your body telling you, like, mm-hmm, don't do bad that again. call, yeah. <laughs> Just stop this. Yeah. Stop doing this. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's it's very comparable to sports in the sense that your body, like it is, or not, is, is something that, continues to evolve physically and operates at a peak performance at a certain age. And then at a certain age, it starts to go the other direction, right? So in different sports, it's probably different ages. Whereas Phil Mickelson is 50 years old and he, and he recently won a major championship. Oh, so cool. Did you watch that? Yeah. Oh, the the crowd going up 18. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I haven't seen that since the Ryder Cup wasn't even like that. And I'm a Kepka fan, but the fact that he was being a little girl about his that, knee, that whole Kepka, he didn't have a knee Bryson, replacement, by yeah. the way. He just well, they said what somebody tried to take him out from the crowd. No one tried to take him out, but Who that's take that's out part of what happens Kepka? with age too. It's like one day you wake up and you're like, "Why does my elbow hurt?" I feel I like, didn't I feel like we do this yeah. more than <laughs> play just tennis age. I feel like I'll wake up on any given morning and be like, my head kind of hurts. I'm dying. <laughs> right. Well, we'll go into your story another time, but you have a you have a very interesting one. But we, but you and I, Connor, do wake up on occasion and be like, yes. Why is this random inconvenience happening at the moment? It's probably death, <laughs> and then it ends up not being so. So far, so good. But in, in, in golf, it seems like that age, that operating at a peak performance can happen later yeah. than in other sports, right? And I think it's because your golf is a sport where you can continue to improve your game as you get older, or you can continue to refine it and work on it and make, change your swing to your body's ability. Whereas, you know, if you're trying to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball with a round bat and a round ball, you're like you're, you know, that's just sheer athletic ability. Whereas some other sports you're, you're dealing with, you know, again, being able to alter your game to your age and your ability to, to continue to excel. I feel like at the same time, those contact sports, whether, I don't know, whether you want to say baseball is 
by technical terms of contact sport or not, but those kind of major sports, I feel like are more demanding on your body more so than golf. Whereas mm -hmm. golf is a lot more technical than the other sports. So it's not going to wear you down as much over time. Whereas if you come across the field and get hit in the head by a 250 pound linebacker, you're going to, you're going to start to see a little bit of ability to dwindle away. Well, that's a good point. Cause linebackers do not play into their forties. Running backs rarely play into their 30s. Mm -hmm. And some quarterbacks look like they're going to play until they're 85. One quarterback. One quarterback. Um, that said, Julio Franco, I remember recently, played, I don't know how old he was, but I feel like he could have been north of 50. That dude played forever. Well, think, so, like, And think about like the torque that pitchers put on their arms, but like some knuckleballers like Wakefield. Like, oh, Wakefield true. was like, what, 45, 46 still going? I mean, that, that didn't put much stress on his arm. Roy Munson, again. <laughs> Roy <on> Munson. <laughs> another, uh, another, you know, athlete that peaked, obviously, into his, you know, into his 50s, probably. Well, Ray yeah. Finkel would have played until his yeah. 40s. Well, kickers, kickers. Like, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, Adam Vinatieri just retired when he entered the league. I think it's 12 of the 32 starting quarterbacks weren't even born. I yeah. thought you were going to say milk was still a nickel. No but. offense to kickers, but when you come to football practice, like the kickers are like taking a couple laps and standing around and the rest of the rest of you are, you know, doing like, uh, you know, drills. You don't think they're doing tackling drills? drills? No. Unless you're uh, <laughs> Pat McAfee, right? Pat McAfee. No, Seabass. You know, and uh, I remember Fuad Revez got a uh, a 15 yard roughing penalty once, laying a tackle. Oh, that's kickoff. right. <laughs> and then he went to prison for that. Happily ever after. No, that was for uh, drug trafficking, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little bit different, but that 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 actually reminded me of my favorite kick return of all time, with the meme of Antonio Brown with the I am Sparta. And he and he put his cleat almost through a Browns punter. Was that when he drop kicked the guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. That was amazing. That was amazing. So, so there is a, a a period of time where I think in each sport you go through a, a a level of peak performance, right? Where you where you see kind of um, where you're going to be doing the doing the doing the best, and I think the cards go through that same kind of criteria. Uh, sports cards go through that same uh, deal when, you know, when a when a rookie first comes out, whether they're good or they're not, you see a a significant inflationary environment in that in that card. You generally immediately see that fall, and then you either see that stabilize and start to increase or crash. Yeah, you just don't know until kind of those things happen, and I I think it's it's. It's comparable to what's happening in the industry right now, just in terms of is the is the hobby past its peak performance period? You have higher end car cards with like golden auctions doing more than fifty million dollars in auctions over this past month. Yeah, doing more than they've ever done at any other time ever. Well, and you're going to see that right. Those high value cards are going to stay high, right? I think that's just. Since day one of the, um, since day one of the, um, the industry, right? In terms of when cards have collected high end cards, they've they've been high. The Hannes Wagner's, uh, the Mickey Mantles, those are always going to be high. Yeah, they've seemed to to be. It's interesting that you say that. It is. It does seem. Those seem to have less elasticity than the 
than the broadly produced versions. Yeah, they do because you've you've def- we felt the softening in a lot of the other mid and lower end cards. I mean, you look across the category whether Brad, you and I were looking at Jordan rookies. Mm-hmm. I was looking at Ripken rookies. Like all of these things have come down considerably yep. from their highs. They're still double the prices that they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not as though they don't continue to appreciate, but they run up, they stabilize. It's cyclical, like essentially every other Industry, thing that yeah. happens in in business, and and it's a tough thing to navigate through. I mean, especially if if you're in the hobby and you're and you're running a business, which which kind of leads me to our interview for for today, which is a a really interesting interview. One of our uh, uh, another one of our I should say uh, local card shop uh, owners absolute sports it's in a it's in a suburb of Minneapolis called called Savage um, Mike uh, uh, um, um, a really good down-to-earth guy is gonna bring us up to speed on kind of how he's navigating through it how he got into it I think you guys will enjoy the interview here it is all right today we have a very special guest we have Mike Hansen with absolute sports cards Mike's a Navy guy, so appropriate that we just finished uh, Memorial Day weekend. So the first thing we'll do is thank Mike for his service and and welcome him to uh, to, to, to tonight's episode of Get Carded. So Mike, first of all, thanks for your service, but two, thanks for joining us this evening. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We um, we wanted to reach out. Uh, we've we've uh, interviewed just a couple of folks, but wanted wanted to get your insight because you're another uh, local uh, presence that we have here. It's interesting as as I uh, grew up, there there seemed to be a card shop almost in every neighborhood. Now the card shops back in the day uh, were obviously Schinders as the chain, yep. but then you then you'd see baseball cards not only at PDQ or Tom yep. Thumb, yeah, but you see them in like the local the local uh, yeah in video stores like the the yep. mom and pop like rent rent your VHS tapes. And buy some yep. baseball cards too. Yeah, uh, I'm yes. sure you remember Seven, those days. Seven Eleven had them. Yep. Seven Eleven had them. I remember getting getting money for uh, for birthday and Christmas presents and going directly to to PDQ and buying baseball cards and mini donuts. Mine had a. I had a corner store and a Seven Eleven. Like the corner stores across the street, Seven Eleven was two blocks. Packs for a quarter, so that's where I'd go get my stuff. <laughs> yeah, so we we were talking just a little while ago about the fact that we're we're uh, not too dissimilar in age ranges, so we'd have a lot of the same same memories from from when we started. I remember, I mean, eighty six, eighty seven tops was uh, obviously uh, in the midst of the junk wax kind of era, but but it was still a ton of fun to 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 get those cards and. You know, I think mm. premium cards back then were like Donruss and Clear because you had to go yep. to an actual sports card shop to get them, right? Yep, yep. So when when do you remember what what is the pack or what is the seventy seven tops football? That's when I started getting them because my brother, you, my, my older brother, collected some too. So that's when I first started when I was like almost seven, and I remember that. So I still have a lot of those cards. And and what did you do with those cards back then? I had them in a box. Right. Look them, you just go, when you're in your room, you just look them in every now and then. You're trying to get 
I was little at the time, so just trying to collect as many as I, you know, try to get 50 cents so I could get a couple packs, you know, <laughs> if mom so and dad are. You're obviously a professional doing this now. So there comes a time where you're, you're, you're in the infancy, you're collecting, you're getting excited about probably pulling some Vikings here and there. And then, mm -hmm. and then, so, so tell me the story from, from ripping open 77 tops, I would imagine, I, football cards to, to now. I had a Gretzky rookie too, and I never had a Jordan. I had a lot of Fleer, but I was in high school then. So I didn't, I had almost a complete set, which I've sold since I opened the store. But uh, I just collected off and on, and then I collected more in the 90s when I was an adult and just, I've always been in and out of it. And then from 01 to 14, I was pretty much out of it because my kids were little. So I wasn't, I'd go to some shows, but I wasn't. And then 14, I got back in it. And the guy, the store that I'm in now, a guy, a guy owned it previously. And uh, we, they were doing breaks. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> so I would get <laughs> a break, you know. And uh, he went out of business. And uh, he was out of business a while. And I drive back home to Prior Lake. I work all over the Metro because I used to manage at a moving company. And I don't, I seen the for lease sign on the window. And I don't know what made me take that left turn. I called the guy, the, no plan. This is, I had no business intentions on opening a store ever. But I took that left, called the guy, super nice guy. He just was moving to Texas actually. So, um, the previous owner was out of business for like six months. The store was empty. Um, and then uh, I called him. And he said, you got any experience? You've you been done retail? I said, no, I haven't. But <laughs> I, can, I know I can do this. I'm a doer. So in my mind, I knew I could do this. So the next, I gave him some references. Then I paid it. The next day, I paid him three months rent and a damage deposit. And I had a lot of collectibles. So I didn't know anything Personal. about it personally so that i brought that all to the store i signed the lease and then i got going my partner now he was like ah, i talked to him he was selling cards on ebay i didn't sell but i just bought because i was a collector and he didn't want to come on board and then i opened um like three weeks after we got uh an llc set up and whatever and uh bought a bunch of product from uh i don't know i think it was dave and adams because i didn't have a I, I didn't have my license to buy from uh, GTS or whoever, you know, but I went, we opened and then I was in part uh, business with another guy and then we had a falling out and then Clint came on in October that year of, of 16. And then they brought a lot of different stuff to the table than me and we were a good mix and uh, gradually, you know, got better and better. And then now, and then now it's just been a ride. It's been fun. It's, kind of crazy the whole card deal uh we do all facets we do we have we have a breaker he does we don't we're not huge in that but we have a good following we grade we're we're um we're a group submitter and then we're really a card store that's what i like that's where i spend i barely take days off that's where i like to be um i'm listing and sorting and pricing all day long and it's that's that's where i like to be at and we yeah, like to be we have a ton of, we have a ton of stuff that we get and we, we put it out by player. We have it sorted by all the different sports by last name. And 
we're, I think we're the only store that does that in town. So kids yeah. and come in and look through, Oh, I want Juju or whoever, or Tom Brady. So they're from 50 cents, you know, on up to our, you know, the big cards too. Well, that's so, awesome. And to, especially in today's environment where you, you've seen such uh, such an explosion in prices, especially for yeah. premium product. That's uh-huh. awesome that you can be a local card shop and, and kids can come in and, and, and dump some of their allowance money into yep. the players that are their favorite and still go home yep. with, uh, you know, with some cards that, that they'll treasure. So that's, that's cool. So retail is, is obviously a, a pretty significant part of the business for you. Like retail, like products, you mean? Well, I mean, your physical, no, I mean, your oh, 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 yeah. or, or retail. Yeah, we, we are, we probably are, we're probably 80% in store versus online sales. Is that, well, okay. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's a little unique in itself in today's environment. Um, you know, I think you see a ton of breakers, which, which, which is a very difficult thing to do. And then, and then eBay too, but eBay takes a pretty considerable cut of, of, of what you're looking to get. I mean, broader audience, right. But I I don't think your margins are probably any, any better than selling it out of the store. uh, It's better in store. Yeah, for sure. A little bit. Cause like people don't, I mean, people haggle some, but like, you know, we list, we try to be reasonable on our prices. We're not asking for the moon on stuff more flexible but you don't have that extra 10 percent, so you can give a little discount you're not paying that 11 percent to ebay which is fine because like you said you got a bigger audience and uh we have five thousand cards listed our on our own ebay wow Uh, that's a lot that's why i do every day practically i'm doing that for four hours a day or whatever what is the do you know uh your your uh, ebay handle it's absolute sports cards llc okay Got it. Good. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to check that out. I saw a, a few of the listings. I didn't, uh, I didn't scroll through 5,000, but I saw it was pretty deep. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I just, I, I can't wait to get up every day and get to the store. So it's that kind of a deal for me. What's changed for you the most over the last years? Things have kind of, you know, went parabolic. For, you mean as the store or just for me personally or well I mean either I'd be interested in either I, aspect I mean you kind of learn you got to take the collector out of it for business side you know like when I offer people on the collection it's just it's just numbers like we'll crunch the numbers and whatever percentage uh we give them that's you know because you have to have built-in margins you can't you can't buy a collection for two thousand dollars and you know, if it's worth 2000, just, you know, I have labor, you know, how it goes. but we're very, I'm very competitive right now. I've ratcheted down a little bit because you know, the, it's a little, uh, stagnant right now. Card sales are a little slow, which is, you can't always be going hundred miles an hour. So we're diversified enough where, you know, we're, we'll be fine either way. You know, you know, the market's up and down. You can't always sustain those prices if i'm doing the math right you've been collecting or in uh familiar with the business for more than 40 years so you've seen yeah. your share of ups ups and downs yeah uh, and the cyclical nature of the car business right yeah started prices weren't like that and we were still doing fine so yeah you know you just have to roll with the punches and 
you know, if things, you know, you look at comps, if it's lower, it's lower and you just sell it and move on. And you just have to watch how you buy a little better. You know, you're not as free, like, oh, cards are just flying out. You know, they're not like that right now. So it's got to be a little more conservative on, on buying. You haven't had any Wisconsin uh, target moments? No one fighting you know for, what? Uh, for product in the store? We've had some issues with other minor stuff, but uh, no people fighting over cards, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's good. Keep pretty good, pretty good, clean environment. I, I don't, I don't get that whole deal. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I can get it because I see where the, the money is for those guys, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't go to, I'd like to go to Target, which they don't have anymore and pick me up a few blasters. Cause you know, but I don't have time to do that. So, but yeah, it's, so some of these guys camping out, it seems like a oh, man. Time gig for them. I, I know a bunch of them um, that do it and Hey, if that's what you want to do, then go for it. You know, <laughs> I mean, they have to, I think they have to go to Walmart and uh, I don't even know what other retailers carry that stuff. Anymore. Walmart does. And I know that, uh, I see it. I follow it on Facebook. I, I see guys posting all the time. Um, there's, uh, they're at Barnes and Noble some, and they're at Shields. They're at Shields also. Oh, some. wow. So there there's other, there's some other places. I mean, I, if I was, I know they have their deal with Target and Walmart and whatever, but I would, you know, try to release some of that stuff to hobby stores, you know, Cause like you can't go to target. You're just going to go to target and you're going to buy it and you're going to leave. If you come to our store, you're going to end up most likely talking about 10 different things or, and I have several customers that spend a lot of their free time at my store because they just, it's more than a store. It's, you know, a little community. Yeah, and you know, awesome. talking about who the better player is or, you know, you know, everyone has their favorites, which is always fun. So, are you, are you, are you, uh, so are you working with a lot of the game gaming and um, kind of alternative cards? We too, sell or? Pokemon. We do Pokemon. And I've been getting in some Funko Pops now. Okay. Uh, but we're pretty much a card store. We yeah. do some, we're getting some of that. I'm trying to, trying to do some. We do buy Pokemon quite a bit because like first edition sells well. Sure. Um, and I buy it. Um, but that's our, we're, we're card store, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we do we love cards man that's awesome i mean yeah. uh you, you strike me as a bit of uh as a bit of a purist like a guy that um would like to attend a card show or two on occasion and talk to people about the hobby and and just you know just I, have, have uh, good talks i don't go that much because my partner does that a lot of i used to set up prior to owning the store i was set up three years at the local show uh, before I had the, the card, you know, before I opened the store. So we sure. kept that. And I still did it for like the first year, but then the store is kind of my baby. So I, I spend my time there. But like Clint was at uh, the Dells two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Then he was in Dallas because we got some high end stuff. So, you know, you got to try to move sure. stuff. But the national I'm going for from Wednesday night until Sunday night. And that's kind of my like little mini vacation this year. But yeah, oh, I'm. I could talk cards. You know, I went, I got several boxes in my house. Here you go. I mean, some of this is mine, as you can see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was looking, I was looking for, uh, Otani's been super hot. 
So I right. found like more than $1,200 worth of Watanis because he wasn't selling. Right. So I keep like five, six boxes of mine uh, from the store here. And then a lot of it's mine. But then I found a bunch of it. We're grading a few and then selling it. I found actually a funny story in Otani Mother's Day. It's the 50. And I sold that <laughs> yeah. for 400, 450 bucks. It was just sitting in the box. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. So, I mean, I could, cards are just, that's kind of my life, man. Well, you my had kid. also mentioned, though, before we, we uh, were live here, that you're a helmet guy, too. What other, what else is in your personal collection? What are, what are you, what are right you looking now, for these days? I have around 100 and some thousand graded cards worth. Like, I, yeah. I really, I only, my son has a five-row box of Russell Westbrook, different cards. That's what he collects. He's been collecting them for eight years. Not, um, and his cards have really jumped. Um, but really, I collect Zion just because I, I just love him. I think he's a great kid. And, and I collect Patrick Mahomes because ah. I think, I mean, Brady's the GOAT, but I think personally, I think Pat Mahomes just does stuff that nobody does. And Man, you went, you went big or go home. I, I have a ton of ton of Mahomes stuff i'm so yeah. i just gradually i just bought an auto not that long i do have a 101 nt auto of them that we picked up and i bought from the store wow but I, i'm trying to collect mostly higher end stuff i don't i don't need a sure. lot of bulk you know i have just a lot statement of pieces just just big and then i used to collect jordan but i got rid of most of that when i opened the store which sucks <laughs> excuse my language <laughs> um you know, I, I was part of opening the business. I had to get, so now, I mean, I have some, some, a couple Jordan autos, but now like I have a, I'm just collecting, I have a bunch of autographed jerseys and I'm going after the helmet, the full size helmet collection. And yeah. I, still, I still have other stuff, but if I had money, I'd be, buy, I'd go buy everything, <laughs> like, you know, every sport. So. I mean, it's well, listen, Mike, you, you, you seem like a super down to earth guy, like like the type of guy you could walk into the store and have a conversation with. I think that's I think that's awesome. So 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 tell us a bit more about where we can where we can find you online. You have a Facebook page. You have, a we have Instagram a account, you said. Um, our Facebook is just absolute sports cards. You look type it in, it'll come up. And then the same our uh, Instagram is absolute sports cards. It, it's just one word. And that's our Instagram. Awesome. So, awesome. Well, for anyone listening, uh, certainly go, go check out Mike in his, uh, in his spot. I'll look forward to hopefully seeing you at a show or two. I don't know if we're going to make it to the national, but, but we probably should be there. So I appreciate you taking you, the, if you come down, let me know. I'll, cause I'm going to, uh, I'm trying to go to the Panini party and I'm trying to do the, uh, our, one of our distributors puts on a, a big thing too, but, and I'm trying to go to, uh, the upper deck party maybe i don't i don't know i haven't seen the logistics everything but if you yeah if you get down we're at, we have a booth too so i have about five guys working so they only got to work a couple hours at a time and then they can go look around listen if you if you check out the podcast you're going to know that uh there's going to be some some of this crew down there and uh oh, they, they don't shy away from a party so we'll have a good oh, time man. so listen listen thanks man I, I appreciate the time we'll look forward to catching up again soon okay all right. Thanks a bunch. No problem. Take care. Yeah, we'll talk. Man, what a 
I love listening to these uh, these car shop owners and just people that are truly passionate about the hobby. And and can I give this guy credit for you know liking the mini helmets? Like <laughs> I've been all over that man. Like uh, just watching the watching the that market even explode and um, just the number of breakers that are getting into that as well too. So um, I've hit a few. Just pulled a Bettis Camo helmet and a Chrome Jim Kelly. You know just. Uh, it's fun. So that was a great. Uh, that was a great interview, Brandon. That was awesome, and he um, uh, he doesn't have the mini helmets, Joe. He's got the real like full size. Uh, man size well, helmets. I do right the full there. size as well. <laughs> I do the full size, but just the, the helmets in general. He was, yeah, but those are just for the, you to wear. But just think, when you're opening that up, the though, every <laughs> <laughs> like the Beetlejuice guy, like nobody's ever gonna accuse you of having a big head. No, I got a giant head. <laughs> um, but just like when you break those things, every single one coming out, it's like it's a auto, it's a on helmet auto. It's just the excitement's there, you know. It was just cool. You could tell he was a super down to earth guy. Like yeah. loves loves what he does. That's why it works so well for him. And and most importantly for you know over this past week, Navy guy, right? Yeah. So certainly appreciate his service. I feel he he, you know, even after the interview was over, we talked for what another half an hour. He. That, that interview could have taken the whole segment. Yeah, yeah it definitely. <laughs> so support your local card shops. It's, mm-hmm. it's so important. It definitely could have. He did make mention of a couple of, uh, or, or one specific new release with Top's Finest. Have you seen anything about, heard anything about that, Connor? Uh, Top's Finest, it's, just, it's base heavy, base and refractors. So it's, uh, it's kind of around that type of prism kind of vibe that we like. So It's a big release for one. baseball. Is it's, it a bigger release for baseball? Yeah, it's yeah. one of the bigger ones. Actually, the thing that you want out of there is a super fracture because yep. that's the one on one. One on one. That's that's awesome. I don't know a ton about this this class this year, and baseball is always weird because you can. It feels like you can have a rookie in 2015 and still have a rookie this well, year. Well, and offense is down six no hitters through the first 42 days of the season. That's never happened before. One more. And it breaks the single season record for no hitters. So I love, all of it's is down. I love baseball, but I mean, how much more boring of a statistic can we have, right? Like, Number hey, who hitters? wants to watch? It's crazy how I know, exciting who wants to watch a game a with nothing can be, though. I mean, I, baseball's I still great. They shouldn't. They shouldn't mess with the. They shouldn't mess with the time. You know, the length of games. They shouldn't do any of that. They're doing what they're doing. These made up rules that they have now: seven inning double headers and starting a runner at second base during that's extra ridiculous. innings. It's all ridiculous. Like that's not baseball. I feel a little old saying that, but it is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is ridiculous. All right. Well, I think it's time. I think it's time, Brad. It is time. We need to. Here we go, Castro. So, while you were away, we need to like pipe in the like the Cuban like national anthem or whatever to. We'll get some theme music. Uh, I'll, I'll have, work on that. I didn't production. think they allowed to have. That's true. Music. Okay. Hey, no press is bad press. But while you were, while you were away, Connor, uh, our in studio guest Jay won both. Wow! Both. So, so we have a a current all time champion in him then, or does yes, anyone else so have two? So the winner of this match tonight, today, Ooh, is right, going well, to tie for the record. So well, I'm hoping I'm hoping to come back here. Jay. I've I've been I've had two weeks to prepare for this, and I've been I've been in the books, so I'm ready. <laughs> all right, let's hear it, Brad. Who goes? For, what's the show. order? So uh, tonight, uh, third chair starts. Uh, Joe, that'd be you. So you're gonna get the first question, and here we go. Let's do it. What is the dynamic that makes the best sport the best? Oh, I am going to say the playoffs. Playoffs in any sport, primarily the hockey, because I believe hockey playoffs is the best playoffs that you can find on in any of the core, core four sports. So 
playoff hockey. Okay. Brandon? Off the cuff, I'm going to go fourth quarter. So we've seen a ton of fourth quarter comebacks. They they rate quarterbacks by their ability to come back, right? So I, I just think that when, when you look across the landscape at quarterbacks, one of the best statistics I think that you can throw is how many late-game heroics do – Heroics, 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 heroics. heroics. Mm-hmm. Do they yeah. have in them? Words are hard. Words are difficult today, <laughs> um, but and they're and they're fun to watch. It's one mm-hmm. of the most exhilarating uh, parts of sports. Connor, uh, so I like both their answers, and I'm actually going to go out and say highlights because it it kind of encompasses both of those. And you can have highlights like the end of these playoff games where people can freak out. You can think of the Minneapolis Miracle, which is a which was a fourth quarter, last second kind of happening, and I think that's what kind of breeds a lot of fans is those big moments, and now people always want to see them. Well, that's good. Well, and it, when you think about that one too, that was that's something that's new. I mean, fifty years ago, we didn't we didn't have highlights or have, fan I, breeding or fa- fan breeding. <laughs> I do have Almost my top shot highlight. <laughs> uh, so, Brandon, I like the, I like that uh, the. Uh, the statistics specifically for the yeah. comeback—that's uh, that's that's an interesting one. Obviously, not hockey fans. As Vikings folks. fans, we we know all about uh, fourth <laughs> quarter comebacks from opposing quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So, Brandon, you're first on this one. Uh, each one of you has a different wrinkle to this one. So, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word snap? <laughs> um. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I mean, I just have to. This is this is a boring answer, but I'm the first one to answer. So, snapbacks. So, I'm a big fan of snapback hats. I don't. I used to like fitted hats back in the day. Um, four and or wait, seven and seven and three eighths. I think is what I wore. But now the snapback is. Um, I just feel like it fits the best when you turn the hat around. You can wear it frontwards, backwards. It's very versatile. So when I when I hear snap, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking about. Connor, what's the first thing you ha- think of when you hear the word field? Oh, it's a different field. <laughs> yeah, he threw you. I love that. <laughs> nice job. Feel the dreams. Feel the dreams. Perfect. Joe, what's the first thing you think of when you hear the word Fortnite? Childish. <laughs> that's a good answer. Oh, that's uh, sorry, folks. No, no, that's good. Connor, point. All right. So, Connor, you're up first. I was gonna say crackle and pop to snap. By the way, <laughs> that would have been that would have won. Oh, I feel like that would have won. Can I change my answer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin I, Jefferson. You, you you probably could have won with snap bracelet. Oh, too. true. Yeah. Damn. Uh, all right. Last last question. So, Connor, this one's yours. What profession would you choose if talent, experience, and education were not barriers? Wow. I would have to go with president. Then if my experience didn't matter and my talent didn't matter, making your own rules and I don't know, maybe maybe having to follow them, I could change that a little bit, make things the way I want them. Okay. Joey? I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with a rock star. I think standing up on stage and you like when you're there mid verse and they just stop and the whole crowd just explodes and starts singing your song. Gotta be the greatest feeling in the world. I would take that over a game seven world series any day. Brandon game seven world series shortstop, like either making a play or, or I mean, 
I think since or day letting one, everyone so, down. So talent was obviously not a requirement, right? No. Okay. <laughs> since day one, three two, bottom of ninth, bases loaded, down by three. Like there's no better there's I think they used to make T shirts like that. I'm sure they did. I'm, they they should still be making T shirts no yeah. like that. So if if, uh, if if none of those things mattered, baseball player. Sure that, that's a good answer. I I've got a little bit of experience with, with yours, Joe, so you're gonna get the point and you get the little bit of the tilt. Because you're right. I mean, when somebody's singing your your song, yeah, and those are words yeah, that you wrote fair. down that's cool. by yourself, and now you've that's got cool. a stadium that's full a good of people. One. That's a powerful answer, and it's your birthday, so yeah. tie break. Tie break goes to Joe. Happy birthday, Joey! Hey, hey, cheers! It's your uh, Jackie Robinson birthday. Yes, it is. Yours too, a week ago or two days. ago. It was all good just a week ago. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Congrats. Yep. Perfect. So let's round this out by what we're uh, what we're sipping on this. So who won? Did I win the whole thing? Yeah. Nice. Holy shit. Yeah. Good for it's you. A, it's been a few weeks. Joe, good for you. You're winning. You were tied with Jay. You can give him a call after just the show. It's, your, it's actually just because it's your birthday. Brad told me hey. before the show. Birthday, make a wish. Same thing. Right. <laughs> All right. So we are we are uh, drinking a local phenomenon this evening. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We got so a little, two gingers at a uh, little homegrown. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irish whiskey from a local bar owner that used to be the uh, top per, uh, distri- not distributor retail, uh, retail yeah. of Jameson in the world, mm-hmm. even outside of Boston and Ireland and all that. So before they said we're doing this on our own, yeah, they they said screw that, we're gonna we're gonna make our own, and ever since then it's been sky's the limit. So two gingers. That's how mutinies happen. Cheers, right. gentlemen. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Thank you one more time to uh, to our guest, Mike Hanson. Thanks, Mike. Show me out.